Welcome to our new podcast, Sim Fails, Conversations from the Sim Couch. We are simulationists across the globe, bringing together our different perspectives as we discuss our failures in simulation and how to learn from these failures so that maybe we can save you from painful experiences. The Center for Medical Simulation presents... And other conversations from the Sim Sofa. You are here with Marcus Rall from Germany, Kirsty Freeman from Australia, and Janice Palaganis from Boston, USA. Sup, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> How are you both doing? <laughs> right to be here again. Um, you know, I have my coffee. Yeah, very good. So, Cheers. Love getting together with you guys over coffee and chatting about Kirstie, our mistakes. Kirsty, you really have coffee? You're not going to sleep tonight. That's okay. <laughs> so, Marcus, I hear you have something you want to share today. Yeah, that's right. You know, I uh, remembered a, a debriefing we had recently. It wasn't so far away. And I uh, caught myself uh, kind of in the middle of the debriefing, not really working with the frames of the participants. So I, I realized that at one point I was asking the participant to explain why he didn't do what I suggested. And <laughs> of course, and, and you know, the guy was nice and he really kind of started to explain why he didn't do what I was suggesting. So it was kind of a constructive debriefing, but as I said, I, I realized suddenly Hey, come on! That's that's the wrong thing. We shouldn't discuss my model and have the participant explain why he didn't do what I would have done, but to work with the frame, with the mental model of the participant, and ask him why he did what he did and not why he didn't what I suggested. So that was kind of funny thing. And even so, I I of course know that, and we teach these models and these ways to do debriefing. I was finding myself in the wrong path. <laughs> so I have a question for you, just because I know there may be some of our listeners on the couch with us today who might not have an understanding of this term frames. Uh -huh. Janice, did you want to sort of define that so that everyone's on the same page of what we're talking about? Well, I think everybody calls it something different. I think in this case, we're calling it frames. It's your mental model, your mental schemata, or basically any thoughts that drove the actions that you took. That's what Marcus is talking about here. So Marcus, I'm very interested in your frame as to why you did what you did. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's right. I, I think it's probably rooted in the clinical action. At that point, I was so kind of like, I couldn't understand why the person wouldn't call for help in that very situation. So, and that kind of led me to, to just ask, the person why why didn't you call for help at that time you know but of course the person did something else so i should have started with saying you did this and this how come you know and see how they uh, describe what they did but so the person explained why they didn't call for help but that was kind of not their frame was my frame and, and you know even so it was a nice debriefing from the outside it looked nice and constructive and it was nice conversation but <laughs> we didn't find out the frame for their action so what do you think the rationale was like where did that come from why were you so focused on your own frame i i think because i was 
too much thinking what would I have done as a clinician and and for me it was so obvious that you would need to call for help at that situation and I just wanted to know why and you know even so of course later in the debriefing we could have talked about alternatives and why not calling for help you know that's of course a, a good thing but I think first we should have find out why they did what they did Marcus <laughs> and you said you never found out why why this person did what they did oh yeah they of course without you of course I, oh, okay. I kind of I realized my kind of uh, track and and stepped back and and returned to their frame and we analyzed why they made the decision so it was kind of catched up at the end but but it was just interesting for me even so you know we do so much te teaching for instructors and you know I, sh I should know better and still it <laughs> caught me and I was kind of finding out uh, about my mental models so it was really uh, interesting how how easy you are catched by your kind of curiosity or your own frames yeah. yeah, and when when those words come out of your mouth during that debrief, as you say, um, <laughs> you think you've got it down pat, and then you open your mouth and these words come out, and you're so flabbergasted at your own way of facilitating those questions and that debrief. Yeah, that you, you know you get quite easily to lose track, then, isn't it, and and lose focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. It's, and I feel like it's so normal for us to do, you know, we think we're listening, but we're really just listening for ourselves. And the other thing that I think is very normal from what you were saying, Marcus, is I hear debriefers a lot ask why. And I feel like people don't know sometimes why they did what they did. They don't even realize they did that. And mm. To give them the space to ask them, what were your frames in that at that time versus why did you do that? It helped, you're there to help them process why, discover for themselves like why they did what they did. And sometimes it takes a little bit of conversation time to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's, it's not easy to explain your actions all the time, right? And, and we all also sometimes use video, you know, we say, okay, let's look at the situation again and then see again what, what influences, what pieces of information were there at that moment, which might have led to your actions. And then kind of finding out the frames, the mental models and the why. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good topic to talk about because I feel like that is the difference between debriefing methods that exist today because you know there are very there are many debriefing methods that people can choose to use none of which are right or wrong or you know whatever or wrong I should say none of which are wrong and are probably more right relative to the case that you're running or the educational event and and I think you know this is one style of debriefing it's certainly one that we teach at the Center for Medical Simulation one that you teach I think with impasse right Marcus, yeah, I don't, sure. I don't know, and sure. um, and then Kirsty as well, and and so I think maybe talking about the differences in debriefing methods and theories might be good. I think it's really important, um, especially how do you prepare? You know, how do you, Marcus, as you're saying, you're watching that simulation about to debrief it, and you've seen something that has got you, you know, really questioning their their clinical performance. Yeah. What can, what can we do as debriefers, therefore, to really quickly, you know, get back on track so that when we go into that debrief, I am going in with that 
now I'm curious as to why you did what you did, um, not why didn't you do what I didn't want you to yeah, do. Exactly. So what, what can we, you know, recommend to people out there? So what, what we uh, recently kind of uh, used to help us and our uh, junior instructors is to say, okay, first you need the diagnosis, then the therapy. So, you know, and if we look at clinical behavior, we sometimes think about therapy, about the solution, what they should have done better. But that uh, leads away from analysis. So analysis means diagnosis for a clinician. So we kind of use this idea to say, first, make the diagnosis. Be curious why they did what they did. <laughs> you know, that's the first part. And then when we know about all the whys and hows and stuff, then we can together uh, try to find out what could be solutions for the problem we, we discovered. So kind of first the diagnosis, then the therapy. <laughs> It's funny because I think the first failure we have often when we ask questions is exactly what you're saying, Marcus, is that lack of curiosity. Where yeah. We jump to an assumption that they did something wrong. And if you're not curious, whatever you're thinking, they can feel it. Um, there's yeah. just something so about true. that. And they pick up on that. And if you're not curious, if you're curious, they pick up on that. And they're much more willing to work with you to explore their own um, errors or whatever and, and putting their identity in the spotlight they're much more willing to do that when they feel like they're curious yeah we sometimes say you know if you go to the debriefing you have of course ideas why they did what they did but then try to kind of wipe your ideas blank so that you start the debriefing with a white page you know we, we sometimes say like a newborn baby you know nothing <laughs> know nothing about why so you have to ask it and this is would be kind of in the, the ideal form of genuine complete curiosity which is not misled by your assumptions frames models things you think which happen you know so that's <laughs> I, I think that both of you have given some great advice to our listeners out there about how they can um, remind themselves to just take that moment when that simulation ends before you get into the debrief to wipe your brain clear. Yeah. As you say, wipe off that bit of paper and go in just uh, curious. Ladies, people... <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, strategies to not manipulate <laughs> debriefings. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So I think as we bring our conversation to an end, I hope that our listeners out there will think about sharing with us their failures where they maybe have manipulated their learners during a debrief and share with us on our hashtag SimFails so that others can learn from your mistakes too. Yeah, that would be great. Sim Fails and other conversations from the Simulation Sofa is brought to you by the Center for Medical Simulation. Find out more at harvardmedicine.org.